This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin and I'm your host for today. This is episode 10 of season three. So we've only got a couple more episodes before we head into the summer and all the uh, excitements that that holds. We're going to be talking today with Andy Pierce. Uh, Andy and Rachel Turner, our founder, have read a book called God is Stranger by Krish Kandaya. Now, we love to do this, to read books that you don't have time to read and uh, tell you all the goodness from them or maybe whet your appetite so you want to read them some more. Uh, But this book, Krish wrote, uh, just in case God has become as familiar as a fridge magnet. So it delves into some really deep and interesting places in the Bible. And uh, Rachel and Andy have both read this and they're going to be chatting about that. And then for our question today, uh, we're going to something that someone asked around boundaries with under fives. How do you create boundaries when you're wanting to have your own time connecting with God um, to help them understand what's going on and how they fit into that? And as usual, we'll have a question to start an interesting conversation with your child. But I just wanted to remind you uh, that next week we have got our Facebook Lives coming up. So on the 13th is Lunch with Leaders. That's for all children's, youth and family leaders on Wednesday at one o'clock. And then on Tuesday to the 19th of July, we're going to be doing a special session uh, for anyone whose children are leaving home. I say children, they're very big children if they're leaving home. Uh, But just thinking about those next steps, if they're going off to work or apprenticeships or uni, how we can support them spiritually in that. Over to Rachel and Andy. My name is Rachel Turner and I'm here with my friend Andy Pierce. And uh, Andy, why don't you introduce yourself? I always feel bad introducing somebody else. Tell tell (laughs) us about yourself. Well, um, I'm a I'm a associate minister at Locking Castle Church, um, uh, but I specialise uh, with working with the young people. That's where my passion. Is. That's where I I love to be with young people. They are they certainly aren't um, predictable and <laughs> and safe. <laughs> they they shape so many things in society, and it's just great to be part of them and uh, their walk and seeing them how they. Uh, connect with the Lord and move um, on and yeah so it's uh, it's great I've been doing youth work for now 30 odd years so uh, it's um, so I go out with some of my old youth and have a pint at the pub and stuff like that <laughs> they they take the old man out kind of as it were <laughs> so it's great so it's great great to uh, be here with you uh, Rachel so yeah it's good uh, to have a chat with you and catch up so well it's great. so good I, I I love Andy's wisdom and insight into things and so I thought if I'm going to discuss this book with anybody I wanted to be my friend Andy <laughs> so uh, we have not talked about the book yet so everything no, we will haven't. be our initial uh, yeah. thoughts of this so uh, the reason I wanted to bring this book to the Parenting for Faith community was because uh, I found it a really interesting idea in Parenting for Faith we talk about unwinding wrong views of God and sort of walking mm. alongside our kids views of God mm. and uh, the book that we're discussing today is God is Stranger what happens when God turns up by Krish Kandaya? And uh, the back sort of says, 
Uh, it explores the less familiar and uncomfortable parts of the Bible to explore the true character of God. Uh, and it challenges us to lay down our expectations of God and delight in the power that is proved by his strangeness. And uh, it sort of goes through different stories in the Bible that are sort of, it, it wasn't like, oh, I've never heard of that story before, but it does go through the, the awkward mm. bits and talks about the God who turns up out of the blue, who turns up to only drive us away, the God who turns up and picks a fight. Uh, all of the, the <laughs> chapter titles are quite uh, intriguing. And uh, yeah. it, I found it, uh, well, what did you think of the book? Well, I think the back doesn't give it credit to I agree. what really is about. It's, uh, it kind of leads you into a false sense of security <laughs> into what this. And when you hit chapter chapter 10, you can go, you're reading it, and you just go, I'm just going to put this book down and just <laughs> go, oh, no, this, this is rather scary. This is really challenging. Um, yeah. And it, it really does shake you out of your um, seeing how that God is more mysterious than we really give him credit to. Um, there, there is this one particular quote where we've kind of sanitized God into this friendly who's quite happy with doves, rainbows and laughing children. Mm. where he is not as easy to connect with and and uh, sometimes he's far away sometimes he's really close he's he's not a tame lion i would say is that mm. that's the kind of thing what c.s lewis writes about aslan he's not a tame lion which is the uh, 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 you know which is jesus in his allegory and he's not a tame lion he's not some someone which is nice yeah, he challenges us. He really is challenging us to go something far deeper than we really realize what it means to have a relationship with God. I, I, I think that's a great description of it because what I love about Krish Kandaya is that, is that I trust his theology. So therefore mm. I feel safe to go to those really challenging places with him because I know he loves God, wants everyone to connect with him, knows the power of being loved and the peace of God. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not concerned that he's he's trying to convince me of something, but it's like in this book, he takes that quote from C.S. Lewis, you know, that idea of if he's not a tame lion and goes, let's look at those bits. We know yes. all of the other bits. Let's look at those bits and yeah, talk about that because so. that's important that we don't reduce mm. that bit. And, and therefore it's incredibly challenging because I think we can cling to the bits we understand and shove the bits we don't and sort of go, well, I'm not, I'm not going to look at that bit. I don't understand that bit. Uh, mm. His technique, you, you have to be braced for it because his technique is to tell a story and then ask all of the questions you don't dare to question. You know, all well, of the, yes. He's, mm -hmm. And he says it in mm. like super blunt ways. Yes. And you're like, are you allowed to ask that question <laughs> in that way? Like, like, did God just set this person up to fail? Like, did, did, did God just show up and abandon me? Because surely that's what it feels like. God shows up and mm. abandons people. And what is that like? And you are stuck with the reality of mm. the situations of scripture in a way that, that you often don't engage with when you just read. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, he, he kind of um, makes you laugh, brings your guard down and then hits you uh, with a right hook or uppercut yeah. and stuff like that and really kind of wakes you up from what really this 
walk of following the Lord is yeah. really about of yeah. this God who shows hospitality to us, who is willing to um, invite us in, but also can be the stranger who we are. We we may walk a, a pass on the on, you know this kind of stranger danger that what we've mm-hmm. been brought up with yeah. as oh we can't we can't talk to stranger we can't do all those kind of it, it's unraveling this kind of um, perception of what how we live our lives and build uh, fences around our garden six foot to stop them and stop mm-hmm. people looking into what we cut mm-hmm. off community mm-hmm. um, uh, and. Uh, it really challenges us to look at the world in a new way that actually Jesus can be anywhere and everywhere Yeah. in the people who are suffering, who are in yeah. need, who, who we may even just kind of totally ignore. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I particularly, <clears throat> uh, I, w- I went to a charity um, pub quiz uh, with my friend and uh after the quiz, uh, a few uh, our, our team invited one of the other teams who because we we were kind of rivals, you know. But you know that banter kind of, of things like. So they all came to uh, to be part of the table, and I clocked this guy just sitting on his own. Um, he bought a pint, just sitting there on his own, had no one to talk to, no one there. Mm. And I just I kept on saying, saying yeah, "What what do I do? These, yeah, I can't." Should I go over to to? Uh, but it's after I read then the next uh, few chapters after chapter ten, mm. or chapter ten and onwards, and I'm thinking I missed an opportunity there mm. to embrace the stranger, to mm. not 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 go up and give him a hug, yeah. but you know, to actually go and say, "Do you want to be part of our group?" Mm. Because he was on his own. He looked, mm. yeah, lonely. He could have, you know, mm. I could have been entertaining Jesus just there and then, yeah. and invited yeah. him into that moment of being hospitable to those ones which are outside our little happy group yeah so yeah, yeah it really kind of it's just opened my mm. my perception on my my awareness of who is the threat who am i going to engage mm. with because mm. i'm going to be entertaining angels unawares yeah it was this double double punch which i loved that one is saying mm. god is more complex and mysterious and unknowable than you think. And I think that is such a significant challenge to me because often we're like, God is knowable and, you know, he's loving and kind of, we can list all of the things that we know. Yes. Him. And to pull out the stories in scripture where you're like, God does not behave the way you expect him to behave. Mm. Um, and that creates opportunities for, for connection, for reflection to see, you know, one of the questions he wrote was like, have we, has God abandoned us or have we abandoned God when you're feeling mm. disconnected from him? And this, this challenge of wrestling with when God is a noble, when God isn't doing what you think he's yeah. going to do, what do we do with that? And he handholds you through it. So it's not like he just raises up questions and then leaves you. Oh, in yeah. It. And just he abandoned does. you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. He's very good. You bring, don't read yeah. chapter in pieces. Like for me, that's what I learned. Like if you're going to sit and read it, read the yeah. whole thing because you get halfway through and you're like, I don't even know what I believe anymore. <laughs> and then he sort of brings you through it. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. this is how you wrestle with this, yeah. this sense of unknowing. This is how you wrestle with this mystery. And you land in a, a really equipped place to go, okay, when I don't understand, it's not a walk away or stay. When I don't understand, hmm. I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this. And it shows God in this and this and this way. So it really helps for me ground you 
in a mm. in in a relationship with an unpredictable, unknowable God, while knowing that is only one aspect of all the other things that we do know about Him. Mm. But then it just doesn't leave you there, and it says, therefore, we have an obligation to the stranger. It's this lovely thing. But we're talking about parenting for faith because I could talk about the book for ages. And my question <laughs> then becomes for, for yes. you, Andy, particularly as a specialist with youth, but with others, you know, I think often our teenagers and as parents, anyone who's parenting a kid who begins to question or, you know, we're reading these Bible stories because it says they're less known, but they're kind of like well-known stories in the Bible um, mm. that mm. that are there. And and often we either skip over them or we we, we try to coat over the unknowable bits of God. And um, what do you think as parents, as youth leaders, you know, is it important for us to engage with this concept of the, the not tameness of God? And how do we do that well with teenagers? That's a, that's a yeah, good question. <laughs> so I think we sanitize the Bible too much. We start even right at the beginning with uh, Sunday school. We, we do couch it in nice flowers and stuff like that and and you know the horrible histories of the bible kind of thing we uh, we leave those little bits out and so the children's bible is very much the sanitized version mm. and so when young people go from the sanitized version into the real version it really kind of challenges their faith in such a way that oh i don't like this god this it, it's mm. not as nice and fluffy here mm. and nice big kind of fluffy beard and like like even a father christmas kind of figure mm. to so um someone which like, like jesus is he's not nice sometimes mm. he purposely provokes mm hostility towards him from mm. from religious establishment he yeah. is countercultural mm. in so many ways of the way he but he is of obviously love and uh, mercy and grace and all those things but he is not easy to mm. get your head around because he pokes at things which go oh i don't like that <laughs> yeah yeah so i i i think we shouldn't be scared to actually kind of cover some of the things which are difficult in the Bible mm. um, and not shield, but it's have an honest um, yeah, conversation about these things from, uh, from an age where they can actually understand the, that, yeah. that kind of concept mm. of, of what it is that, uh, so, okay, allow those questions to uh, flow because those are the waves we want to to kind of um surf yeah and if we don't know that also frames that okay let's discover this together yeah and so you can take i think it's going to be a much whole a more wholesome journey to mm. take them so it's not that they suddenly uh you know go go to youth and this on the are um yeah up, up against the well god seems to be a bit strange but even with christmas we sanitize christmas into yeah Nice. And, and can I take out the Herod killing all the babies bit? And, yeah. And all, and yeah, we don't look at the dark side of Christmas of mm. what it means that Mary might have been about 13 or 14. Yeah. Being pregnant with, yeah. you know, through the Holy Spirit with Jesus. Yeah. And going through that and, you know, all the, uh, and what that meant uh, that, uh, that she was risking her life by mm. saying yes to this. Mm. So we, I think we've got to embrace the dark side and, and not be scared to put 
the dark side of the Bible in mm. public display because mm. then it brings this um, <clears throat> opportunity to mm. for dialogue on a yeah. grander scale than mm. what we are with. Oh, everything's all happy and yeah, hunky dory. Mm. We sing our praise uh, things where we don't look at lament, all these kind mm. of different things. We don't those psalms which where are you god yeah yeah we have that in our own experience yeah we hide that away we're not so easily open to Mm. say look i'm in a bad place especially if we're leaders as well yeah Uh, Yeah. that we're 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 experiencing a a bit of a kind of where are you lord yeah so i I think yeah it's a difficult thing but i think it's the, if you want to own surf waves, get into the dark, <laughs> yeah, get into the nitty gritty of the Bible. Yeah. Opens up the opportunities, I think. I, I think it was so challenging and how he did it because like he challenged, it was almost like a model for me in, in that he, he, he gave us the story and then he allowed all of the doubts and questions that, that you may have, to be named. Mm. And I found that really interesting, particularly in working with teenagers. And, yeah. and, and sometimes they don't have the articulation of the question, but there's that sense of uncertainty of, I don't understand mm-hmm. why God would do this, or mm-hmm. I expected God in my life to do this. And he didn't. And often, as soon as they start voicing those questions, then we try to smooth it over. No, no, no it's fine. It's God. Maybe God will do something. We try to almost squash the mm-hmm. questions with certainty and I found it fascinating in this book that he sort of allowed those questions to bubble up, named it, allowed us to sit mm-hmm. in those questions, yeah. and then said, this is what I see. This is how I cope with it. This is where yeah. I see the truth of those questions in other places. And mm-hmm. this is not even where I land in it, but this is how I walk in it. And that sense for me of him creating windows into his experience, how he sees things, helped me and that I don't feel equipped when I would read the pages where he's covering the questions. I'm like, I don't know how I would answer that. And therefore I would feel hesitant to walk into a teenager's life and feel like, Oh, I know how to answer your questions about all of the mysteries of God, but the equipping in it makes me go, okay, well I can say, yeah, those are, those are big questions. And I don't understand God, not because not because he's a terrible God, but because I in no way could ever understand the complexity of him. Hmm. But this is what I see and how I engage with it and what it challenges me on. And I, I found that a really helpful model in wading into this and surfing well, the wave of this in life with the kids. Yeah, because I think we glibly say that, um, oh, his ways are beyond our ways, his thoughts aren't our thoughts. But what is the actual impact of that? Yeah. Because then... How, who are we to have the right to go questioning and go, well, oh, what are you doing? Because we are the clay and he's yeah. the potter. <laughs> and then the yeah. clay don't go, oi, what are you making? <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? This is wrong. This is injustice. I, I I don't like what's going on here and stuff like that. Yeah. But if we articulate those kind of things, even in our own experience and giving this window into mm-hmm. our lives that we are struggling with the same questions, what our young people are going through, why yeah. is God allowing these kind of things? What mm. can I? And then we wrestle with God. Yeah, we may uh, we may we come out the other end blessed, yes. but it 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 makes a wound in us 
yes. which actually is for the blessing of others. Yeah. Because yeah. we've wrestled with that, yes. with that uh, that question, and that's what the this book really helps us to shape those. And and maybe it's something to read in a group where we can wrestle with those questions mm. as they come up. And yeah. yeah, so you're doing a chapter, yeah, a, a chapter a week together yeah. in 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 your kind of parenting for faith group to kind yeah. of prepare you for these mm. kind of things coming up. So yeah, maybe that's a, a new project for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just kind of giving a yeah. call and just say, can I just make a nice uh, thing of parenting for faith yeah. on this one? Yeah, just say. <laughs> sure, I'll just call in and be like, yeah, we'll just do it. I think you're right. I think it was so intriguing to to consider it. And I did feel more equipped when I read it, even though it has nothing mm. to do with parenting, just as a parent yeah, uh, and as a leader of young people. I'm like, you know, before, mm. had they brought up these really rough questions you sort of take four breaths and try to figure out a way forward. But now I'm like, oh, I just read something fascinating about that yeah. and this thing. And you know what he yeah. says about that. And I mm. found it actually equipped me to jump on board with the question and engage mm. with it and say, yeah, let's pull this out um, yeah. as, a, as, a, as an adult to say, yes, that's an intriguing thing to wrestle with mm. uh, rather than go, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know where to go from this. And mm. uh, I, yeah, I found it really empowering that I don't have to have the answers, um, mm. but to engage with the wrestle is, is a mm. value uh, because God is stranger than we think. And God is calling us to the stranger. And therefore that is a really, a significant thing. Um, yeah, so, I, yeah, I can remember when uh, in a youth group we we went through the horrible histories of the Old Testament. So mm. we we were actually finding all the gruesome, gory bits of the yeah. Bible, like uh, the, yeah, the the tent peg, what went through yeah. the kings, uh, yeah. all, all those kind of things. And we were going to do like the horrible histories a whole thing on it but we only yeah. actually got to do David and Goliath but we done it right. as a western style <laughs> so so it was uh, yeah some uh, shaky um, green screens <laughs> going on and stuff like that but it was great fun because the young people realized that e even when we held up um, David's uh, well uh, Goliath's Goliath, head yeah. severed <laughs> yeah that was the that's what the bible was saying yeah and it, it did go oh, you know it, it there was a natural gasp from the audience yes. who watched one of our, our things but yeah. this is the yeah so how do we how do we kind of well what yeah this is what the bible is this is yeah. this is the, un, the untamed version yes it's look at it it's see yes. all those kind of things and, and yeah. you know, if we can do it with our horrible histories of of the horrible medieval and uh, Romans <laughs> yeah. and all those kind of things, why can't we do it with yeah. the Bible as well? Because it gives the wholeness of life. Yes. Because life isn't going to be all nice and rosy. Yeah. And I know we want to shield our young people as, or just comfort them in the, and keep them from the horribleness of the mm. world. That's that's what we do as parents mm. and stuff like that. But reality is that we need to prepare them for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah. It's that's a fun fun way of going through it. If just thinking <laughs> of yeah, doing random films and stuff like that. It was, it was going to be great fun. Yeah, we just ran out of time. Well, you know, <laughs> best laid plans. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Andy, for your thoughts on this. I mean, obviously, with a book called God is Stranger, uh, it, it often brings up more questions uh, than it does anything. Yeah. But I would really encourage you to, to get the book, even if you don't read the Most full definitely. book. 
even if you yeah. dip in and out of it, I found it really dip in and outable, you know, to just pick mm. up, read a chapter and chew on that for a while. Mm. And, mm. and to bring that up, particularly with teenagers, I love, I love poking, you know, sometimes they're the ones who have all these questions, but I love starting the conversation going, I was just reading this thing. And I brought up these questions. Have you ever thought about that? And for them to know that that's okay as a person mm. to be questioning and engaging and wrestling and what God's teaching you in that, just as a, as a parent and a, and a leader to be able to uh, model for everybody that wrestling is a, is a beautiful thing. Uh, mm. Even people who, you know, have PhDs and write books um, <laughs> like Krish Kandaya does these things and it's great. Yes, so, uh, yes, so we'd really recommend it uh, and uh, just recommend the wrestle as you walk alongside your kids. Know mm. that that part of the part of the walking with your kids is walking with them in the wrestling because we yes. all wrestle. And uh, and that's a, a beautiful part of a God who is uh, loving and close but also unknowable. It's uh, mm. it's it's wider than we can imagine. So it's thank exciting, you for your time. It, it is exciting. It's, exciting. Isn't it? it's an exciting journey when you kind of consider that it is we're we're actually engaging with a God who is mysterious. But that doesn't yes. mean to say he's unknowable because he's yes. mysterious. Yes, and that's that's thing. a better phrasing of mine. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate <laughs> your wisdom and your companionship. Thank you so much. That's bless and, you. Uh, thank you. Thank you, for having everybody. Me. Yeah. Thank you and be blessed. We'll talk to you later. For our question this week, uh, we're going to a question that we got asked at our babies and toddlers training morning. Now, if you don't know, Parenting for Faith has loads of free resources for helping under threes to meet and know God. Uh, there's little bite-sized videos, there's guides that go with them. It's all free. It's all on our website. Um, and so we run these training mornings just to help people understand how to get the most out of that, whether that's on their own or doing it with a toddler group or in a church group, something like that. Um, and I was there and I was also joined by Emma Olorenshaw. Now, Emma is one of our speaking team. Um, she is just really wise, years and years of experience in children's ministry. She's just done a master's in early infancy and uh, her research was into uh, under fives during the pandemic and family faith. So uh, she has loads to comment. But if you don't know about our speaking team, uh, we've got eight people all around the country, all with lots of experience in different areas who you can book to join your church or your group on a Zoom call or in person. And they can come and equip you and teach more about parenting for faith. Uh, so, yeah, let's hear the question. Uh, what boundaries do you set for quiet time when your kid's rolling away, not wanting to engage? How strict should you be? That comes up all the time. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Um, so we've got an excellent video on our website called How to Connect with God Whilst Being Poked in the Eye that I just think every parent of an under five should watch. So do, do look that up. But basically what we're saying in that is it is really, really hard to have a quiet time with an under five. And you might need to change your expectations. Oh, there we are. Look, I just posted a link. Fantastic. You might need to change your expectations of what that looks like if they're seeing or experiencing a part of it. So we often say to kind of connect with God as best you can and uh, let them see a little bit of that. And if you can explain what's going on, that sometimes is a boundary in itself. So I will often in the past, I've needed to say again and again, mummy's just having some time talking to God now. This is really important for me because it helps me to know that God is close and to feel powerful and able to do all the things that I've got in my day. So I don't mind you can play here, you know, you can play with your bricks, but just for two minutes while we're playing this song, 
and mummy's going to be talking to God. So I'm not going to be uh, doing your toys with you. Or you can create an opportunity for them to do it alongside without it taking away from what you're doing. So I'm a journaler. I always like to type or write. That's what helps me. And so for my kids, I've always had um, pens and paper, whatever, uh, crayons, depending on the age. Um, And uh, mummy's just writing down or drawing her thoughts and feelings for God. You can do that if you'd like to at the moment. Um, But if you can just give me two minutes while we're having having this, um, while this song's on, that's mummy's time for connecting with God. Or... Uh, mummy's telling God something that she feels really sad about at the moment and I just want him to feel close and um, so I just want to be really peaceful and calm uh, you can come and have a cuddle or I'm going to be lying down on the floor you can lie down you can go off and play with your toys and um, still in this room I've shut the door so you can't fall down the stairs or what you know whatever the boundary is there and um, but mummy's just going to be lying on the floor with this worship music on uh, you can do that as well do you add anything to that Emma? No, I think that's great. And I think if you were to move it into that whole getting them involved thing and the boundaries need to be about your child's engagement, again, it's about giving them, I think personally, it's about giving them choices and options and saying, I'm okay with you deciding what you're okay with. Like, I'm okay with you playing, but I want you to be in the room or like, I'm okay with you. Like you can choose to sit here or you can choose to lie down here, but this is what we're doing and giving them that context around it. And finally, a question to ask your kid to start an interesting conversation. What do you find strange about God? Have a great conversation. We'll be back next week. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.